Welcome to Tipsy Potheads who read. Tipsy Potheads who read. We, we just finished reading chapters one through five of The Chamber of Secrets. 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 What are we drinking, Sheila? You're drinking Weasley's, the Weasley Sour? The Sour, Sour Weasley. Weasley Sour. <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. We- the Weasley Sour. She's about too deep. Um, it is whiskey. Simple syrup or sugar. Lemon juice. Basically, it's a whiskey sour. Orange slices and supposedly marshino cherries, if you have those. I, I did a drop of <laughs> grenadine and some water because I am not a whiskey person. Because I was like... <laughs> I did not have the orange slice or the cherry, but I have everything else. And I did do a little bit of cherry bubbly on the top of mine. In honor of the Weasley's presence in this book, <laughs> I did none of that because I didn't have whiskey. But and, I. And let, 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 no, we got to talk about this. It's Sunday. And yeah. in Georgia on Sunday, you can't buy hard liquor. Well, you can, but you just have to make sure you get there before it closes. And I got there, like, right after <laughs> And I had a really, really great idea. I told him to go knock on one of his neighbor's doors and yeah, ask for a cup of whiskey. Because it's just like asking for a cup of sugar. It literally is not the same thing. And he just shut I was me with down. it. I even gave you a line. I texted you a line. Yeah. Yeah, like, hey, I know you don't know me, and we pass each other in the halls every day. Do you have any whiskey? <laughs> I'm doing it for a podcast. So... I'm doing it for a podcast about Harry Potter. Oh, you like Harry Potter too? Come over, let's drink whiskey and talk be about a, Harry Potter. You should join be us. a guest on the podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway. So... Anyways, I'm so what are you thinking, Andy? I'm being full Weasley and using what I have and figuring it out. And I am drinking a Clementine hard seltzer because it's orange and orange equals Weasley. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> I wish everyone could have just seen like the shoulder like nudge and like half bow. Right. Um, <laughs> all right. She was like, "You're welcome." Arms and up in the air. Okay. Um, okay. Although so. it's a funny story about Ginger today. Dash is reading Room on the Broom out loud to me, and he came across Ginger because it says Ginger Hair, or Ginger Cat. I can't remember what it says, and he's like, "Ginger." I'm like, "It means red hair," and he's like, "Oh, okay." Great story. Do you think you can um, take it back for us and do it again? No. I, I just want to record it again in 10 minutes. I want to record it as my ringtone. You're such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just Andy kidding. Is I not love my godson. So I, I love you, Sheila. Uh, I, okay. It was just funny because he was just like, Ginger. I was thinking he was going to be like, oh, like JoJo. 
I'm pretty blonde that if he was comparing it for that book, he wouldn't know. Yeah. And he doesn't know you well enough to be like, oh, and like Andy's beard. <laughs> Salty. <laughs> 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 okay, people, back on track. Let me drink some of my Clementine. <laughs> you let you drink some of your ginger water. <laughs> okay, we read one through five for yes. Chamber of Secrets. Okay, so the quick plot line for chapters one through five is this we open up on harry's birthday it's one of the worst birthdays because now he has friends and they're not responding so he knows what that missing what's missing right so then he finds this little house elf who's like oh you can't go back to hogwarts and he's like but i have to life is miserable here he's literally the only joy he gets is like teasing the dursleys that he might be able to use magic on them and then doby the little house elf creates uh like ruins this meeting that his uncle has and they banish harry to his room they literally treat him like a prisoner he's not allowed to go out he's only allowed to come out of his room like once a day they have bars on his windows and then magically fred george and ron show up and they take the bars off the window they take him in this flying car and he's like later days Dursleys and then they go to the burrow this is his first time really meeting the whole family and he lives the rest of the summer at the at the um Weasleys which is why we chose the Weasley Sour they end up going to Diagon Alley together and he for the first time really gets to experience what true family is like Ron is kind of embarrassed by everything at the house. Harry thinks it's amazing. They go to Diagon Alley where we meet Gilderoy Lockhart. They end up meeting with Hermione. They, um, Arthur and Lucius have a huge fight. And Molly's like, how dare you do that? Now the boys are going to think it's okay. And then they go back home to the borough. And then the next day they leave to go back to Hogwarts. And they all go to run through the platform. Everybody gets through except for Ron and Harry. They smack right into the wall. They get yelled at by this guy who's like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? Why can't we get through? We're going to miss the train. So they decide to take the flying Ford, Angela, Angelia, Anglia. I don't know. The flying Ford that his dad. um yeah, he uh, enchanted it, and they go flying into Hogwarts. They land into the Whomping Willow. The Whomping Willow beats them up, and then yeah. they think they're going to get expelled. They don't expel them. And then at the end, they just kind of end up feeling really proud. <laughs> Andy's face. Sorry. What is that music? Oh. It is 11 o'clock, according to my Seiko musical clock. <laughs> You're welcome. I hope I never heard that on any of these podcasts. I don't know. Maybe we've all been, or I've been talking during them, but. It was just at a very magical moment. And so it was just like. <laughs> and then Andy's face. I was like, did Josie forget something important? Yeah. Jenny, Jenny did get sorted into the Gryffindor. 
Which they saw through the window. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the first time we really meet Ginny for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Like two birds. So, Andy, yeah. your first time starting Chamber of Secrets. I would like to... What were your impressions and thoughts? Confidently say, hesitantly, confidently, <laughs> say that I have seen this movie. You haven't? <laughs> I have seen it. Oh, Okay. But then, like, part of me is like, have I just seen the clips? But I'm not going to get in my own head about it. I've seen this movie. No, so it was, it was good. These read very quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, like, five chapters. I was like, okay. So I was like, uh, I was like, it may take me a, a minute. It did not. So, I mean, that would be the first thing I would say. I think, Josie, you and I have talked about this with books before in a series where they kind of repeat a lot of the stuff in case someone misses one of the books. So I think because we had that conversation, I was very cognizant of it. So I was like, oh, this is the setup of, like, figuring out who's who and, like, yeah. what's happening and all that type of stuff. But, um... Like, and she does it, but she doesn't do it as much as some other authors do yeah. it. Like... Some yeah. people give, like, a bunch of background of, like, the previous book, whereas she just gives a little... I feel like she gives enough setup that you you know. And Does it's that make always, sense? It's always, like, when it's related to the situation. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, she's never comes out. And, like, when it's, like, Harry came from Hogwarts and he missed his friends, Ron and Hermione. Like, she says that, but then it's, like, later she'll be, like when it's into the story, she'll be like, yeah, when Ron and Hermione and Harry defeated right. the Chambers last, or, you know, like, all the stuff last year at Hogwarts, she does it, like, really super subtle. Yeah. Um. So, I will say, I did recognize that. But, I mean, it was really fun, just because thinking of, like, him breaking out of that horrible household, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> such a bad house. And then, um, I don't know. I I just can just imagine because I think we've all been to those friends' houses where we go there, especially when we're kids, and you're just like, y'all have everything. And so it's like it was a different type of rich versus like what you would traditionally think was rich. But for mm-hmm. him, it was so rich in the fact that it was family, it was personal, um, like everyone was together, like people actually liked each other. Yeah. So. Like, they actually just, cared if he got food. Like, yeah. Mrs. Weasley just kept feeding him and feeding him and feeding him. <laughs> he probably gained the 10 or 15 pounds that he lost over the summer. The first yeah. month that he was there. Oh, okay. absolutely. Well, you know what I think is funny is that as much as the Dursleys, like, hate Harry, they sure like to want to keep him. Mm-hmm. Like, Uncle Vernon's own, like, grabbing Harry like no you can't go to that magic school what's that matter you don't like him anyways just let him go so you don't have to deal with him I think they think that they'll be able to like beat the magic out of him yeah we'll get it out you know what's funny though like for me like going back to these books like I have not read these books in a while right and there's been a lot of like worldly things happening and societal things changing. Yeah. yeah, societal things. Like I remember reading these books and being like, man, the Dursleys are really horrible. 
But I'm reading them now, and I'm like, this is straight up child abuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, how the f did they get away with this? He fled out twice to go use the bathroom. But I did in the in ch- in chapter one. I love this because, again, like I always hate to jump for I. I do hate that we always, like, try to jump forward or whatever, but it's really hard not to, having read the book so much. But, like, knowing what we do about the future of, like, in the future of the series with Petunia and why Harry had to go with the Dursleys and, like, all this different stuff. It's, like, all the telling clues and all of this. And there was a line in there where Harry freaks Dudley out and he says a fake spell (laughs) and he like it flat out is like Petunia knew that he did not say a spell right and it's like oh what how did she know that it also made me laugh really hard when he said the fake spell and like Dudley's reaction but it's like Petunia not knowing that I was like I was like "Mm -hmm." I'm sorry what was that Andy I feel like you just spoiled something for me that I did not know was the thing. What? The Petunia thing. For why Harry has to go to the Dursleys? Yeah. Oh, I did not, I did not ruin it for you at all. But remember, like, Petunia says in the first book, she's like, oh, I knew my sister was like that. Her, like, her and her husband, like, basically calling him freaks. But it also is just, it really made me be like, Hmm, Petunia knew that that was not a spell. So she had, like, in my head, I'm like, she's like that nosy neighbor who always is in everybody's business. They even talk about that in the first book, like her long neck, like over the, over the side of the fence or whatever. Yeah. And it's like you know she was totally like spying on Lily. I think who was like studying all her stuff. It's a thing. Yeah. What? I think if your name's Petunia, it's just gonna be a thing. Maybe I don't know. I'm sorry to all the petunias out there. <laughs> Andy just called you out. <laughs> I I love the line where like Dudley's like pass the sausage or whatever it was at the breakfast table, and Harry's like, "What's the magic word?" And oh. Uncle Vernon just flips the f out like, "I told you not to say the m word," you know. And Harry's just I like, know, and he was like, "I meant please." Please. It was just so funny, like the overreaction about such a, you know, yeah, simple, a simple word that you know your child doesn't have any matters. So there's that. Right. I think it's got to be one of those things, and this is probably getting too deep. But it's getting, one of those things where they knew he was special, and so they always wanted to try to break him down, and so mm-hmm. like always build the rotund one up. So um, he would feel like he was better, and then Harry has like 15 seconds of magic school, and he's like, "Come for me, bro." <laughs> Bring it. Yeah, Doby, 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 Doby. And it's that little elf. Means well, but doesn't Fuck ever. shit up. Just. Until the end, but fucks shit up. Full of trouble. Yeah, I mean, his intentions are good, but he's like, I don't know. Like, I... (laughs) Dobie's definitely a character that grows on me. Yeah. I I never came right out and was like, I love this character. 
I wasn't sure I really liked him. I think the first time I read him, um, or read him, read the book, (laughs) (laughs) I read him because I'm a psychic or something. Yes. I'm psychic. She's a Um, witch. That's right. My shirt says, even witches need coffee. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) when I read the book originally... (laughs) A long time ago, I wasn't. I don't know if I really liked him as a character, but he definitely does grow on you. I think throughout this book, and, and I definitely don't think others. I liked him until like book four or five. <laughs> right. I definitely think I liked him the moment I saw him on the screen. He's kind of funny looking. He's cute. I was like, hey, yeah, he's a cute little guy. But yeah, he's he means well, but he sure causes a lot of trouble. trouble. I love the whole thing, like, the whole setup and premise for this whole meeting, though, for the Dursleys is so funny to me. (laughs) And even when they're just like, and where will you be? Upstairs, pretending like I don't exist. Quiet and pretending I don't exist. Right. And he he says says it three times. And he's like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you can almost just hear, like, he's like, I'm going to say this seriously enough that he knows I will do this, but I'm going to say it so it's, like, eventually, like, I'm just getting amusement out of me saying this. And I'll tell you, I hate it. I'm not hated, but I'm just like, oh, what a suck up for Dudley when they're like, "What, what are some compliments you can say about or say to the Masons and Dudley's like oh I'll tell Mr. Mason that I had to do an essay at school on my hero and And I I picked picked him and I'm like really you picked some guy you don't know and it's just that that Harry I was like "Mm." that buys drills (laughs) yeah I I mean I don't know what this Mason Mr. Mason does besides apparently buy drills or Potentially buys drills, but I was just like, would this man really believe it? Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. The setup of that was pretty funny, um, especially but with... But it's like, the setup is so perfect for just how horribly wrong it goes. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. Because it's like the owl lands on her head, she's afraid of birds, the, the pudding falls down, it splatters everywhere... And I even love where she even put, like, even J.K. Rowling, like, in her writing is, like, so funny and, like, kind of witty about it. Because she even says, like, like you don't even hear right away what happens. It's like, well, the account probably could have been saved, but what really did it was, like, like Uncle Vernon, I think she's like, yeah, Uncle Vernon probably could have still gotten that account by saying something funny or witty about, like, who Harry is or, you know, whatever. But then it's like, but what really killed it was when the bird came in and landed on her head. <laughs> Way to go, and Ministry she, of Magic. And she's like, yeah, and she's really afraid of birds. And it's just like, so you don't even get the worst of it, like, right away. Right. She's really funny about how she layers it. I think it's funny that they're like don't practice like they're not supposed to practice magic or like the the ministries like that <laughs> but you know a birds to his house <laughs> exactly and i don't know i just think it's 
I know I've heard like the reasons why, but I just think it's weird that like they're, I they're not like... supposed to during the summer because I'm like I don't know. You send you sent homework home for them. Like I mean, I understand <laughs> that, and I I'm the same way. Here's my thing about it. The thing that has always bothered me and made me so mad about the whole thing is this is a freaking like ministry of magic they literally can like go down to be like this spell was per- like done at this time like right. da, da, da. like they should be able to tell the difference between like elvish magic and, and like and 11 year old wizard or 11 year old yeah. or like whatever mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's what should, i don't get yeah because they talk about how like the the house elves are like elves are like the most magical creatures but they can never use it for themselves or whatever i feel like if they are so magical and they can like tell how like the level of magic they have that they should definitely be able to tell if it was elvish magic or if it was like a wizard train in training magic because he even did well i don't i don't think that the elves call it call it um disapparating or apparating or whatever but he disappears you know in an instant like that should be noticed Mm -hmm. and obviously they know harry can't do that right i don't know like i've always like they can little like they can trace everything i've always questioned that too because it's like they can literally trace everything but you're not gonna be able to trace if somebody pops in or out of the house and you're not gonna be able to trace like who did the magic? Come on, magic and magic. They can't trace elf magic. But they can. <laughs> Andy says they can't. I I don't know. So it's far, just, I haven't read where they can, so they can't. It just trace. bothers me, that's all. It's always bothered me. I know. But what about how, the escape, though? I was just going to say, how much do you love... I wrote a note where I was I, I literally wrote love like four times. I'm like I love 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 the twins. Yes. I love that they pick locks. I even love their reasoning for it where they're like, yeah, most people say you don't need to know this muggle stuff, but we feel like it's a good thing to know. I'm like these guys are just always thinking about how to get out of something or get yeah. into something where it's like, yeah, they have to be able to do it. No, they're smart. Also, they're smart cookies. I did notice something where the twins, they made a comment about Draco, though, that I was like, how do the twins not know about Draco? I was, I caught that, too. they know about Lucius. Yeah, I caught caught that, too. You know, Ron was probably going on all summer about how much he hates Draco. And you know they had all that stuff, like, last year with Draco. Right. So I'm like, how do they not know about it? But then at the same time, I was just like, maybe they were just like, whatever. This is like stupid drama for our little brother. Yeah, like yeah. For, they like might have been like, drama. yeah, it's stupid first year stuff. Worth I just thought it was weird whatever. that they didn't know about Draco, but they knew about Lucius. I guess Dad always talks about him. Yeah, I guess. And maybe he's in the papers or something. I guess. But I love the whole scene of coming into like the burrow. Yeah, I love them like trying to sneak in and Molly walking out because she knows. Yeah, 
I love the irony of Arthur Weasley's job. Yes. I love... I love how he's like, how'd it go? And she's like, Arthur! And he's like... He's like, I didn't make it to fly, but right. if it does... It was a fun little... It's a fun scene. It's it's definitely a good, fam, a good family scene that I think you can see yeah, within yeah. certain families where people... Can are aren't afraid to be themselves in front of a new person because obviously Harry was, and I think it's so funny too that like Arthur Weasley came home from work. Obviously he had been out all night doing raids or whatever, and he was really tired. And uh, the boys come in and there's an extra kid and he doesn't even realize it until Molly's like Harry, who what <gasps> Harry Potter, you know like yeah. It, it was just I always found that funny like. Kind of funny how, like, I think Arthur Weasley is actually a really smart man, but how kind of clueless he is, too. I was just thinking that he, okay, to to take this back old school, people, <laughs> he reminds me of the absent-minded professor. Yeah. Where Andy's like, I have no idea what that is. Flubber. I don't have to agree with you, but oh, <laughs> do you remember? Oh. Do you remember the movie Flubber, the remake? I never with saw it. Robin, with Robin, Robin Williams. The original is called The Absent-Minded Professor, but it, he makes like the rubber that is Flubber that like goes or whatever. But it's just like this this man who's really brilliant and just completely absent-minded about everything else that's not like directly in front of him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he it's so funny. He's, well, and you know he's used to so many kids running in and out of that house that he's probably just like the only kid, kid. Yeah. I feel like eventually he would have been like, Why is this person not a redhead? Like who are you? <laughs> right. uh, but it would have definitely right. taken like it definitely would have taken like a solid hour. For sure. Like it would have taken him a while. Or maybe because he was so tired because and he would have gone to bed. Yeah. Maybe, and maybe Half a day. <laughs> or a day or whatever. Maybe, maybe I, dinner time. I don't know. <laughs> but even like Sheila, you were just right. Like this family is just like so themselves. Like they're so wrapped up in their own stuff. Like Percy's always locked away. And then like Percy, the Percy. twins and and Ron are all commenting about how Ginny like is so shy. They're like nor like Ron even says that he's like normally she doesn't shut up. He's like, I don't know why she's being this shy. Right. Yeah. And it's just, like, every time Harry's in a room, like, she just can't do anything. Mm-hmm. But then it's, like, also, like, the denoming, like, everything about it. Yeah. And, like, like, Harry loved it. What I, I think love is- that Harry takes the responsibility of it, too, where yeah. he's like, no, you guys got in trouble because you rescued me. Yeah. And, but then it's also, like, you know, like, even Molly is, like, well, if you wouldn't have, like, answered one of Ron's letters, we were going to come get you ourselves. Right. Yeah, we were going to come get you. So, there was, uh, there was already that thought, you know. That's yeah. what I wanted to talk about was the fact that we kind of missed part of the thing about the rescue was the fact that, like, they legitimately cared from Ron to Hermione to, like, the twins to everyone. They were, like, dude, you didn't answer a single fucking letter. Right. Yeah. Well, even later when you meet Hagrid, even later when they meet, when he meets Hagrid in Nocturnality, it's very much like you didn't answer any of my stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Harry's just like you sent me stuff. Right. 
Dopey. Stupid L. Right. And then he had to, like, explain, like, what was going on. Yeah. In the sense that you, you, you saw it a little bit in the first book, you really see it here, like, how kind of a little bit of ashamed of his life that he has that Ron has. Mm-hmm. You know, that he doesn't have, like, a bigger, nicer house, you know, because he was like, well, here's my bedroom, and, you know, and Harry thinks I it's mean, the most Harry- amazing. Harry thinks it's the most amazing thing in the world. I know, and, but and Ron says like, it's like not this as, isn't as, as big as, big as yours. yours. Yeah, and so, and I think it's, and I don't, maybe the other Weasleys feel this way, but like, you never see or hear it from any of the other ones. I think that's because he was the youngest, and so like he definitely never got anything new. His stuff was yeah. like. like yeah, he he probably he's probably day. wearing Bill's and Charlie's robes still. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was just funny how you know, like nobody else really seemed to to mind so much, but but Ron does. But I mean, that's just like a theme kind of for Ron throughout the mm-hmm. series. Sorry for the spoiler, Andy. Mm-hmm. Not that you probably don't know that from the movies. I I think it's also a testament, though, to, like, how sensitive Ron is. Oh, totally. Mm -hmm. Because that's the whole thing is, like, one of the, like, I feel like one of Ron's, like, biggest traits is, like, his sensitivity. Not, Not only in the sense of, like, being sensitive about, like, all the bad stuff, but, like, all the good stuff as well. Like, he really genuinely wants good to happen for the people he cares about yeah and I think there's a part of him who's just like we're good people like why can't we have the nicer things it's like it's kind of one of those things like it's almost like when you when it trickles down that far and you're you are used to all the hand-me-downs and you're used to all of that stuff where you don't get anything new yeah there's a part of you that's like why can't we ever afford stuff why can't we have something why can't I have something new and nice for me right and it's like it's I don't even ever get like a selfish sense of it where he's like I want no no I don't think it's like for his family it's always like why can't my family have better stuff like why can't we all do all of this this. why can't why can't we do this and I think it also plays in a little bit I think it's like one of the underlining like struggles their friendship has where Harry's like I haven't done anything to deserve any of this and I have everything yeah and then he looks at Ron who's like his family's through all of this stuff they struggle for everything and they have like nothing because even when they go like fast forward or a couple chapters when they go into to Diagon Alley and they go to Green Gods. Exactly. He's really ashamed of like mm-hmm. how much like he has money he has in his vault. He's like he does not want anybody to see it. Right. And then he where very, like they like he feels he very bad. Happily, yeah. yeah. He feels bad and that he they had to empty like, their let's account. Go get ice cream. Let's go do this. Let's get yeah. this. Let's do that. You and take he three books. I'll pay for mine. Yeah. Yeah. But, again, it's never, like, I think it's just, like, one of those things where it's, like, a fine line where they both understood where they both stood on it. And it was, like, they never really talked about it. And it was just kind of, like, they both celebrated in their triumphs. Because even in Harry's head, like, Ron's, like, 
it, at the end of that chapter, Ron like looks at his room. It's all, or sorry, Harry looks at Ron's room. It's all orange. It's small, but he sees all these posters, everything like it's personalized. It's yeah. He's like the school. He has his own room. It's like all this different stuff. And he's like, just enthralled with it. He's like, yeah. I just think this is the best house ever. Well, and like, you know, think about like Harry probably's never had anything personally he can hang up on a wall, you know? Like oh, he's yeah. in a closet. You know, and yes. Yeah. Now he's in the extra deadly second bedroom that you know, of course he doesn't have any posters up, you know. They probably right. they probably don't let you put anything on the walls in the house. That's like the material stuff where it's like think about when you have someone come and visit your house for the first time like they go home with you to a certain place it's like suddenly you're aware of all these little things that were have always been there but like you've never really paid attention to whether it was just like someone saying something or it's just like something else you're just suddenly aware of everything and you're just like we're good people I swear I live in an old apartment, and I have, like, these random, like, slats in my floor where it's, like, older, where it's just, like, a little bit worn. Oh, yeah. And I can totally, like, I know about them, and I think, I don't even think about it. Like, I move my chair, like, stuff around them, like, and I know, like, where to step on my floor or whatever. And I remember, like, somebody came over to my apartment, and they, like, stepped somewhere. I'm like, um, don't mind that. And I was like, the same thing. I was like, sorry, my floor kind of sucks. It's an old building. And I was like, I didn't need to make excuses for anything. They literally didn't even think twice about it. But all of a sudden, I was really self-conscious about the floor. Like, oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, and don't step there or there or there or there or there. Next time I visit, I'm going to walk all over your house and make it creak like crazy. Okay. All you have to do is walk. Just walk. (laughs) That's rude. Same but in my house. Let my kid like run all over it. He'll have fun chasing your cat. I know. She would hate it. <laughs> the same way where it's like every time my sister comes here, which isn't that often. But, I was um, going to say, is that all the time? No. <laughs> it's, it's not that often, but I have different levels of volume. And if you're ever listening to this, which I doubt she ever will, but hey, Jessica. Um, if she ever listens to this, but like she is always at like a volume seven and first like a seven out of ten, and so you're just like Jessica, we are right here, and she is just like wow, I think, and so and I like Josie was talking about her building being old. Mine is really old, and it was converted from like an old John Deere factory. And so, like, oh. the walls are really thin. And so, like, sometimes I can hear music. I can hear conversations and stuff like that. So, like, when she's, like, yelling at 8 o'clock in the morning and she's thinking she's just talking to me in the other room, I'm like, I need you to calm down. You need to do, you need to do a, a one inside. voice, a two voice. Yes, we need, we need inside voices at one inch. Yeah. yeah. We need a one inch voice. She doesn't have an inside voice. Sheila and I, I used to do those voices all the time at college parties. Yeah. We have a Please. friend. I have a friend that does not. She's very loud. And that's just who she is. And it took a while to get used to her. 
which I'm not saying I'm a quiet person in any way, shape, or form. I just have different levels to the volume. No, but there's just some people out there that don't realize that they're a loud speaker all the time. I can definitely be a quiet speaker, and we were at volleyball last week, and I was like, I like how loud she says the the score, and Tori just looked at me, because I'm always the scorekeeper for my volleyball teams, and Tori looked at me, and she's like, you do realize you're that loud when you say the score, too, right? And I was like, really? I did not realize that. I was like, I thought I was just telling you all. I was like, obviously, there's some times when I realize I'm yelling it in the gym, but she was like, no, like, every time you give the score, it's that loud. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. There's, but there's some people that like like are like scorekeepers and they're supposed to be like 10-4 and they're like 10-4 and you're just like we didn't hear you of everybody yelling in the big yeah. open space or the gym do you know what I mean it's just like no you have to be really loud sometimes because people try to take points you have to use your diaphragm yeah okay. anyway so let's okay. talk about Harry Potter and not diaphragms um how I mean, did, I started you, this, okay so you did start it it's all your fault first of all i own it first of all diagonally diagonally what do you guys think of flow powder flow i thought it was flu flu whatever f-l-o-o flow flu. andy like, don't act like you know it Wait, makes sense because like, you're going into a chimney, like a, a chimney flue. A flue. On a chimney. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I believe you guys. So, I just only said flow powder. Everybody, everybody, should, I wish you could have seen us because Andy and I are like taking our hands up and we're going flu and we're like whooshing like our motion. hands up. We're like up That's the chimney. Cool. And Josie's like, whatever. Slow powder. I mean, it, may, it totally <laughs> makes sense. I've just always said slow powder. I think that sounds like flu, right? Okay. Have you watched the movies? I think they say flu. I have okay. never watched the movies. I'm a purist. She's a purist. Here's what I'll say about <laughs> I'm the movies. I'm a pure blood. I only watched the movie or read the books. Here's right. what I'll say about the movies is I don't remember catching that they use powder. I just remember them jumping into the fire and going wherever they needed to go. They use. They do. Yeah, he grabs it and he throws it down and then he's like diagonally and they were like, did he say diagonally? But it's really <laughs> and funny I because say, I, 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 like the, have... I like the description in the book much better though. And they do not say diagonally. They do not go, did he say diagonally? Oh. But I do love the description in the book where he's like, he had to like keep his arms in and stuff like yeah. that because it's like, how many chimneys did he go by? This is creepy. <laughs> Well, then my, my other like, part. Pop-headed. Nope, not where I want to go. Keep going. Another, another part I loved about that whole scenario, they're like, they're giving them all these rules and they're like, just watch and keep your eyes open for when you see Fred and George and Mr. Weasley. That's where you get out at. And then they're like, shut your eyes because of the soot. And yeah. I'm like, what, what is it? <laughs> you just told them to like, keep like, them open. Do I open them or do I shut them? I don't know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I would say so, before this, like, the oh, of course, I just love, like, no, this is how we're traveling. Oh, of course, you've never traveled this way. I would say that the only other time I remember this being used was in the later books when they were going to the ministry and they were trying to get out through those, and like there were some issues with that. And that that's the only time I ever remember that. Um, so I didn't remember it being this early. There's, so there's a couple. That, there's that at brings least up the question that we always have with this. 
Did Andy really see the movie? Has Andy seen this movie? Does he have Does he have a memory? No one. But knows. it's really funny though because I remember. Now I could have this wrong. It's been a while since I've seen the second movie. I feel like there was a point where Malfoy makes fun of the fact that they have like soot on them and stuff from traveling by flow powder. But it's like a lot of people seem to travel this way. Yeah. Especially with kids. And it seemed pretty normal. And nobody makes fun of them for it in the book. So I was like, I wonder why they kind of like added that. Anything that Malfoy can talk. I guess anything the way, yeah, if Malfoy can like make fun of him for anything. Yeah. Because he can. I would like to say that I thought it was very interesting and very telling that Hermione's parents were at Doug That was going to be my question. What's your question since Andy like brought it up kind of? Well, no, my, it wasn't, I was just going to be like a generalization or like, okay, I don't think I ever realized before that Hermione's parents were there and everything's supposed to be secret. Like what happens to the families after they leave Diagon Alley? Are they, is like some of their memory taken away? Are they, do they have to like sign a blood oath to be like, I'm not going to tell anybody the secrets of Diagon Alley? Uh, I don't know about that, but my, my thought process on this, I'm not read it up or anything, was that because they were accepted into the school, like the parents, yeah, because I mean, uh, like Aunt Petunia knows, and like her parents, you know, the grandparents, uh, Harry's grandparents, you know, knew, and they loved having witch. So I feel like there's like, you know, like we're gonna accept you because you know you can't. I don't know. Here, let's put right. a memory, let's put a memory charm on you and send your child away to a witching school or well, witching not school. so much that, but it's like. I mean, obviously, they have to know where their kids are going to school, but it's like, I don't know, they're they're so careful about being so secretive. Like, do they have to agree to something to be, like, not say things or not, like, give certain things away or not do anything? I don't know. You should create a Twitter account and ask J.K. Rowling on our Potheads Who Read page or Twitter whenever we get that set up. I'll do that. You do that. Write that down. That's your first task. I actually did think about taking this to my favorite Avada Kedavra on Facebook when I read it a couple weeks ago. There may be something out there on it and we just don't know it because there's so much out there. I know. I just was like, wow, how did this happen? Like, how are they allowed to be there? And I'm glad about it. I did love that they were, like, kind of there for the whole fight with Lucius, and they were, like, able to see everything, and, like, I love, like, Arthur's response to them, where he's like, is that, is that muggle money? Like, (laughs) right, he's so excited. Now, here's a question. Do you think the year before, like, when Hermione got her letter, do you think, like, the muggle studies teacher... Who probably because that teacher probably knows more about muggles, like came and then took them to Diagon Alley. Kind of like Hagrid to took... otherwise somebody would think this is like a joke. Right. Somebody yeah. has to come in and like take what these people of... there and trade show them how to trade their money. Like what obviously they knew what to happening? do. 
they knew what to do last year. So or this maybe, year. maybe maybe they she get, like, got an extra a different packet. letter. Yeah, yeah, like a different letter. I just feel like somebody had to have come kind of like Howard came for Harry and was like, because Harry wouldn't have known what to do either. Right. Somebody but he's had also to... special. Harry's so special. They might be like, if you don't figure it out and you're a muggle, good luck. <laughs> if you can't figure it out. <laughs> good luck for getting to Hogwarts. <laughs> right. Follow so that everybody... ticket. We've already uh, talked about the bank. So the bank. what wait. about the bookstore? Wait, 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 wait. Let's go back for a second. Let's uh-uh. go back to when he just goes back to Diagon Alley. And he actually ends up in Nocturne Alley. Right. And he has to hide in the cabinet. And then he sees Malfoy and Lucius being... And, like, Malfoy's, like, so envious. And, like, yeah. the whole thing. Because he literally doesn't know where he's at. Right. The only reason why he even knows he's in, like, a magic world is because Lucius and Malfoy end up showing Showed up. Showed up, yeah. I think it's funny in that scene because, you know, Malfoy's, like, this whiny little brat complaining about Harry Potter. And the dad's like, Harry Potter, Harry Potter. You've, you've talked about this all summer. Basically, it's basically, you've talked about this all summer. Shut up. Yeah. You know, and he totally gets in on him about Hermione. I can't believe you let that Muggleborn like beat you in classes. Yeah, like, you should be studying harder. And then Andy, not that you know this, but there's a lot of foreshadowing in this section that comes back much further down the line in the books. Just yeah, saying. just so keep you your d- mind open you that's, just don't you don't realize it when you <laughs> read it now but that's your second good story for tonight shut up <laughs> it wasn't a story that was, was not you. a story i completely back her comment up about that <laughs> just keep open-minded about the cabinet the cabinet uh, no, I that I was... and that morgan and burks or whatever no i think i remember that is the necklace one or is the necklace a later one? And the later necklace? Hey. I think it's later. Okay. Don't talk in code. Necklace. Necklace. So much code. Necklace. Cabinet. <laughs> later. <laughs> now. Book your works. No. Foreshadowing. Yes. Foreshadowing. Foreshadow. <laughs> Nocturne okay. Alley. Um, I also the love the detail. I also love the detail that she puts in that like Harry's has to take three steps to every one of Hagrid's steps. Uh-huh. It's just all the little details. I love her little details, guys. Well, and then like when Hagrid left them after getting Harry back to all the adults, essentially, Hagrid walks away and it says a head and a shoulder taller than everybody else. You know, like mm-hmm. those shows like you know how how big he is, like. Harry could stand there and watch his his friend walk away and like probably yeah. walk see him go just, all the way down to the, the bar. I just love that Hagrid's always kind of there for him. So <laughs> the Hagrid's always like, the hell are you doing here? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. shit, well, well I love that he's like, What are you doing here? This isn't the place for you to be. And Harry's like, What are you doing here if I'm not supposed to be here? And Don't he's like slug killer. I also love that, like, Ginny doesn't talk, like, all summer, and then she finally just, like, speaks up and, like, 
yeah, super hairy to Malfoy for sure. Because that's definitely one of the things that I feel like miss is missing in the movies and stuff like that is like just how brave all of these characters stand up for each other. Yeah. Like we talked about this a lot in the first book. Too, yeah. Like with like the how, and... Yeah. Like how much everybody just sticks up for each other. Like, I love it. I love that Ginny sticks up for Harry. I mean, yeah. I'm saying Ginny has a crush, but at the same time as like the rest of them, like with author, author, Arthur, Arthur, <laughs> <laughs> um, sticking up for him and like just decking Lucius like he's like this is one of my children this is my family now shut the up right yeah I I like that like Arthur only got like a scratch or whatever and that Lucius got a black eye from something that fell on him whatever and then I love how Hagrid came in and like basically picked him up like probably rag dolls and separated them. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty, I just, like, I imagine him, like, holding him like you hold a kitten or a puppy when, mm-hmm. you know. Like, How did that's you, us boys. Yeah. How did you feel about Gilderoy, Andy? Uh, reading him for the first time. Yeah, Gilderoy Lockhart. Um, sorry, for <laughs> those of you who can't see my face, I'm trying to figure out what I want to say. Um, the silence is stunning. <laughs> the sound Rib- of silence. Riveting podcast right here. Um, <laughs> you know, I would just say he's everything that I would think a popular, well-known witch would be. Wizard. 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 I mean, he could be a witch, and we just don't know it. We don't know his pronouns. But... Um, <laughs> So, like, I mean, because he's, like, he's saying everything in terms of, like, he he gets to meet him, he gets to teach him, like, all this type of stuff, but it's all for his, like, own gain. Yeah. Where he's, like, look at me do all these great things, I've given you all these books, look at me doing this, and then he's, like, good, any press is good press, essentially, is what he says at the yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, I don't know, I don't trust him, but, no. like. He's not. That's just me not a it's not a favorite like no he's not a it's not so it's hard to say like he's not like a good character but he's not like horrible horrible character do you know what i mean like you know he's he's kind of bad but he i would say he's not like the worst of them and he's like yeah there's like chaotic good chaotic evil He's like just on the tip scale of evil. Well, he's or only he's he's all control. for himself. He's all for himself, and it, it just shows you like how like he only thinks of himself, and like he learned. Whoever's listening to this and just realized that I butchered everything about that grid, I apologize. Grid. The chaotic evil, chaotic good. Oh. Gotcha. Chaotic neutral. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But yeah, I don't know. Like I, I've never been like a big fan of Gilderoy. And just reading reading him in this chapter, I was like, ugh. He's like somebody I, you love to hate. Right, you love to hate him. Well then here's the thing is I'm like, Dumbledore, you're smarter than this. There you know I know this is a hard job to fill, but come on, you know this guy's a crook. 
<laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, foreshadowing. <laughs> like, all I can think of is, like, why? Why did you hire him? Because he wrote all the books. That's what he said. Because Harry had to learn a lesson by meeting Gilderoy. I know. Bad choice, Dumbledore. Here's that code again. <laughs> The code of just knowing what happens. <laughs> Sorry. Poor yeah. I just, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I remember reading him for the first time and just being like, this guy is a schmuck. Yes. Like, yeah. I didn't hate him. I didn't like him. I'm like, he's just kind of a schmuck. He's just kind of an idiot. Where he's just like obviously self self um obsessed. He he's definitely for like the quick the quick blurb, the quick kind of like press and and spotlight. I do remember thinking like, oh, how dare he use Harry? Nobody needs like you don't get to use Harry that way. Well, I think it's so funny that he just you know he sees Harry Potter and he's like, oh, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna pick Harry Potter, and I'm like, why don't you pick like a non non famous person? Because that's not how he works. I know he he page. wanted he wanted the famous. He wants to be on the front page now. Like he was probably yeah. like. He's probably like section B of the newspaper. Maybe front page of section B. But now that Harry Potter's there, he's front page of section A, you know. Yeah. And Harry's just like so not amused with any of it. He's just like, I do not care about right. your celebrity. Well, I love how like Harry and like you supposed to know you. <laughs> there's that too. Well, I love just how Harry is just kind of like even in the first book, and, you know, even now in the second book, he's just kind of like, I'm still me. I'm not anybody important. You know, y'all think I am, right. but I'm not. Yeah, like, he definitely doesn't get the celebrity of it yet. Yeah. He definitely hasn't let anything get to his head. Okay. Right. So let's talk about the car ride. What about it? When they miss the train. I mean, I know what car ride you're talking about. Oh my God. <laughs> what thought do you are have we, about it? Are we fighting? Um, Apparently. I would say the fact that these, what, like, how old are they at this point? 12-year-olds? Yeah. These 12-year-olds are like, you know what we should do? Drive this flying car that we have absolutely no idea how it works. And just follow this train. It'll be a great time. Don't worry about it. But I love how real it gets, where they're like, yeah, the first hour was fun, but then it got hot. Got hot and boring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the they had to sit down and go back up. Yeah, it was, um, I don't know, and I don't know if it's, like, my head with the books and the movies, like, combining, but, like, I just remember going, like, when I got to that chapter, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to enjoy this one, because I don't like this part. And then I read that chapter, and I was like, oh, it's not as bad as I remember. And I think I just don't like it in the movie. I don't know why. Like, the scene is fine in the movie. It's just, it's not, like, my favorite scene. I don't know why. 
I felt the same way, but it's because I was just like, okay, fine, I get it. You're in the car. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Right. I was really looking forward to like the ending of it, and I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I did. I did forget that Snape was the one that found them. Oh uh-huh. yeah. I mean, I didn't forget that, but I yeah. I just love that he was right I behind. I did. Him. I just, it was not something that was stuck in my mind. And so when it was like there was Snape, I was like, oh, yeah, it's totally Snape that gets them. Yeah. And he's like right behind them and they're talking trash. Straight <laughs> trash about him. What do you mean he's that? Like, yeah. Hello. Hello, boys. He's like, hello, did you need me for something? And they're like, oh, are you if you're like I mean to be so sneaky that you don't I mean obviously sometimes you're not even aware of what is going on around you but, but the giddiness that he was going to get out of getting them expelled oh I mean it's classic Snape being mm-hmm. a I don't know how do I want to say it a bastard about well like he's just a, he's kind of abuser he's an abuser too do you know what I mean yeah. like I don't know. It's funny, like, how much abusing goes on in these books. Okay, not funny. Ironic. How much abusing. Bullying? Bullying, abuse, uh, you know, like. There's well, abuse. it's both. There's bullying, there's abuse, there's, there's, I mean, it's everything. There's a lot in there, and, you know, and I and I know that there's teachers out there that do not treat their students well. I had one in first grade, I mean. Second so. My fourth grade teacher threw chalks and erasers at us, so. No. My second grade teacher told me to sit down. If I was so smart, I should be able to figure it out. My, my first fourth grade... grade teacher was my favorite. <laughs> my fourth. threw stuff at us. <laughs> I don't know what. My teacher just didn't like me. She picked her favorites, like, the first couple weeks of school, and then if you weren't her favorite, you would get in trouble, like. One of the favorites would steal stuff out of my crayon box, and I caught her one time, and she's like, I didn't do it. And I'm like, yes, you did. I box? My crayon. My crayon. 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 What do you want me to say, Andy? That crayon? No, just, it is just definitely one of those words that divide, and you can hear people's accent in. Yeah. From but, crayon to crayon to anything else yeah. to the way to my southern that goes crayon. <laughs> I know, I was cra- like crayon. She <laughs> it sounded fine. My crayon. Crayon. I'm gonna say it like a French person. My crayon. My crayon box. And I <laughs> crayon. <got her. laughs> and she, I I like she and I were talking about like we were being first graders, like kind of trying to settle and the teacher's like, what's going on? And I'm like, so and so took crown out of my box and she's like I did not and I'm like don't lie and the teacher's like Sheila you don't lie and I had to go sit out in the hallway because <laughs> I saw somebody steal from my my from my property like <laughs> and I she's mean, never been the same sorry way. I just <laughs> forgot like I spent my entire, like, 7th and 8th grade year, almost the entire year, in lunch suspension. No, in lunch suspension, where we had to, like, sit in the hallway and, like, stare at the wall while we ate. Are you serious? 
Yeah, but it's just so funny. <laughs> she was like, I forget that in school, like, your punishments, like, you have to sit in the hallway. <laughs> like, away from everybody else. I had lunch suspension once, and I was mortified. Oh, my I, gosh. I never, okay, I never had suspension. Like, so, for, so for me to get sent to the hallway in first grade was, like, horrifying. And, like, for the rest of my life, I was never put in suspension. And I just, it was horrible. I had a horrible teacher. Oh, my school I, was definitely this is, like Okay, I'm going to do it because you know what? Don't I name don't... people. Don't name people. Don't be that girl. Why? You're better than that. No, I'm not. Okay, fine. Name them. <laughs> Mrs. Jennings was Snape. Fuck you, Miss Jennings. That's right. I mean, Sheila went there, but you like really went there. <laughs> <laughs> And the thing was, here's the. I'm trying to think. I don't think we really had a Snape in my school. I think it's my Weasley juice, and that sounded worse than I meant for it to. And the thing was, is like she was, she was my only Snape that I ever had. She was like my only Snape teacher that I ever had. Does that make sense? You know, I had Snapes that were students, not teachers. Those are Draco. Aren't those Dracos? I guess. I hated them like I hate Snape. Okay, that works. I definitely had a teacher or two <laughs> that was a Snape. No, all the I teachers mean, liked me. All I'm thinking is I'm like, here we are 30-some years later. I don't mind calling out a name because you made my first grade year miserable. My mom was like, she, my mom tells me, she's like, you came home crying every day from school. A first grader should not be crying home, coming home from school every day because of the teacher. Yeah. My fourth grade year, my mom saw my teacher and was like, no, you will not be in her class. And then they were like, she has to be in that class. And my mom's like, no. And they were like, yeah. (laughs) So I was in that class. And then I actually ended up getting along with her really well. And I would stay after school and help her. And then my parents would be like, Josie, where were you at? Because my parents owned a like a, a pizza place, like a pizza restaurant that was like two blocks away from the grade school. And they'd be like, Josie, why did it take you an hour and a half to get here from school? And I'd be like, I don't know. I was just out. And they were like, really? And they were like, yeah. And then they found out like at the semester at parent-teacher conference, they were like, she's always such a big help. She stays after class and helps me put up boards. She helps clean stuff. She helps organize things for me. And my parents were like, why don't you tell? But but I wasn't a suck up because I literally never told anybody I did it. I just did it. But and can my we mom, go back? My mom was like, back? why would you do this? And it was just like, I don't know. I just didn't want to tell you. <laughs> but so, so back up. Your parents owned a pizza place? Yeah. Did you pizza. not know? I didn't, no. Yeah. I've known. So here we are, like, 20 years later. <laughs> not only did they own a pizza place, they let their elementary school child walk two blocks to meet them there. And we're just like, this is so your parents. And we're just like. <laughs> Like an hour and a half later, we're like, "Where you been?" Where? I don't, no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that is like the weird part. My mom would have called the police. Like two they would have family on the streets. Two blocks, I get. Oh, your kid. Oh, your kid found somebody to play with along the way. Okay, <laughs> for half an hour. I mean, this is Wyoming in the 1980s and 90s. Like, it's totally different than. Yeah. It was definitely, I mean, 
I should tell people, like, I should make it known. My town was super small. We had one four-way stop in my town until I was in high school. We got two more four-way stops for a total of three, like, my sophomore junior year. So, me walking home two blocks was, like, nothing. It wasn't even, like, a real two blocks. These were, like, small town blocks, which is, like, half a city block was one block. Right. I get it. Andy doesn't. I get it, Josie. But... (laughs) <laughs> yeah so it would take me it took me a while to get home and my parents were just like, like why didn't you tell us you were helping your teacher I'm like I don't know I just didn't tell you but I mean, that's we so me like that literally is so me though because I'll literally make plans with a friend and I will tell another friend who hangs out with us all the time oh yeah I'm gonna go have dinner with my friend tonight and then they'll find out later and be like why didn't you just tell me it was with Brian I'm like I don't know it's just with a friend like I'm not trying to be secretive it's just like kind of like my parents used to own a pizza parlor (laughs) (laughs) no my parents (laughs) sold the pizza parlor shortly after my fourth grade year I said used to but so I had no idea you guys never knew my parents owned a restaurant I feel like I knew Maybe that they owned a restaurant, but not a pizza parlor. I thought your dad. It was like it was called Oli's Pizza Plus. No, did not know I that. I thought your dad was always at Dave Johnson. Actually, he was only there for a little bit. He worked at the coal mine. We don't I own the rights to that song. I can't sing it, but just know I'm singing the song in my head, kids. Coal miner's daughter. <laughs> I was gonna say Big John. Nope. Hey. Uh, anyway everybody has a snape i forgot snape let them in and i loved the disgust that saint pat when mcgonagall was like you guys can stay yeah she's like yeah and like she give them sandwiches she gives them a platter of sandwiches that they're yeah. like, oh, great sandwiches. But then that platter never dies. And so they <laughs> gorge themselves. And they're like, okay, I don't think I can eat anymore. Let me just say that I would 1,000% be a Neville. I don't know if I would ever long bottom, but I would 100% be a Neville. I don't understand this. That's a meme. Have y'all what? never seen it where they talked about how he changed and became hot and they got it long bottoming? Oh. Okay, sorry. Good lord, you nasties. No, I'm just trying to figure out what this is in reference to. To the eating. Like, they can eat anything that they want to pretty much at any any time. And so, like, never-ending platters and stuff. I would be, like, Veruca in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and be as round as I was tall and have somebody have to... That was Violet. Veruca was the one who went down the chute. And now they would have to push me down the hall. (laughs) I I don't know, like teenage boys. I mean, but you were a teenage boy. They just eat so damn much. <laughs> Thank you for wait, proper, wait. Uh, this is the first time I'm hearing this. Andy was a teenage boy. God. I mean, you should know this, but teenage boys eat a lot because I get this a lot as a mom. I'm like, oh my god, he's eating so much, and then everybody's like, wait till he's a teenager. I'm like, shut up, I already know. Um, first of all, teenage girls eat a lot too. 
three? What's three mean? I was going to say that was your third good story, but that one actually was a good story. And I just <laughs> Was it my, my voices that time? Yeah, because you had voices in it. I'll make sure I have voices from my other vo- my other stories. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is funny, but I do also like how Ron and Harry are like, please don't take points away from the our house. And like, they're, they kind of like cleverly, like kind of outdo McGonagall. But yeah. I think she like, first of all, no one can outsmart McGonagall because she's no. amazing. She's the best. She's the queen. Dave. But I love how she just, like, gives it to them because she's like, mm, that's clever. Okay, I'll let yeah. you have this one. She's like, I didn't think of that, but I, something that works for me, so I'm good. Right. Yeah. And then how Dumbledore just, like, pieces out with Snape. He's like, oh, well, it's not our decision. All right, Snape, I need you to come back with me. We got to go try this food. Like, we got to go do this stuff. <laughs> like Dumbledore's like McGonagall, make it work. <laughs> do your job. Head I what about the love... Whomping Willow, guys? What about the Whomping Willow? I mean, like... how would you feel if like you already were like, oh crap, we're coming out of the sky because we're flying down. Oh, at least we landed on this tree. Oh wait, this tree is legit attacking us. I think and I would board be... legit attacks you. I think I would be absolutely terrified if a tree just started beating the shit out of my car. Is she you... thanks for what you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I personally would feel like I was in the Wizard of Oz because that would be something that, like, as a muggle, you would be like, is this real? Like, even though you've seen magic and you've seen everything else, you'd be like... Wait, is this worse? Somebody got this shit from? <laughs> you literally got a stone in your pocket from looking in a mirror, and you're like, is this tree alive? <laughs> like, is this tree hitting me right now? I don't know. I mean, it's just weird. But here's the funny thing. One of my favorite scenes from that whole scene is, like, Ron is sitting there, and he takes us out as one, and he's like, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what's he think that's actually gonna do? <laughs> Nothing. That's not. I just, spell. I just love that the Ford is like, get the f out of my car, and he, she, she totally like, kicks him out. Like, I'm gonna kick you out, and then and everything. Throws like, they a headwig gets thrown the out. The headwig gets kicked <laughs> out, and she's like, peace out, Harry. I don't even like you right now. Yeah, you tried to and- kill me. <laughs> I just love that they're like, we have to drag our trunks all the way up to the castle. And you know that was probably far. Probably. Yeah, I mean, the Whomping Willow's not close. No. Not that willow. Another thing I thought is funny is like how Snape is like, and you damaged the tree. <laughs> it's like, really? You're going to be fine. And you're like, uh, the tree damaged us, dude. Didn't Ron say that? I think probably. so, essentially. He probably said dude, too, just because. Okay, so what about <laughs> so when they're both... people say dude. Oh, sorry, I wanted to say, though, like, reading, no. like, the twins were talking, and they yeah. said something was said, and the twins were like, excellent, and I'm like, that's so 90s. 
Excellent. Party time. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, Josie. Like, excellent. And I feel like, like, every time they say stuff like that, (laughs) I I just think, I'm like, they totally were 90 kids. Totally Totally 90 90 kids. And Annie thought that was another good story, Sheila. (laughs) Did not say a word. No, but you put up number four. Um, I would like to okay, say Andy's one of my favorite stories. Yeah, no, I would like to say one of my favorite parts of this one was the fact that they are going back and they're like, "Let's just sneak in. No one's gonna need to know that we're here. Let's not make a big deal." Every <laughs> single Gryffindor is waiting on them, and they're like, "Way to fly in on the." Oh bus. yeah, they're like, and McGonagall's like. You will get detention because nobody can know that this is like appropriate behavior. And then everybody's just like, yeah, yeah. They're like, you wrote, and they're like, the twins were like, dude, bruh. <laughs> why did we get like, to Why did you let us ride with you? You made us take the train. <laughs> like they planned it. <laughs> I just love how they're just like mortified. They're still like just in shock that they're even still in school. So they're like trying to play it cool in the common room. And then when they go upstairs, they both just to like start grinning like, yeah, that was totally awesome. We totally okay. just did that. <laughs> well, course, we just totally did that. But then of course there's a Hermione that's just like, you dumb fucks. You almost died. Yeah. I was worried as hell. Yeah. I've been cussing a lot on this episode. I apologize, listeners. No, Tipsy Potheads is okay to cuss on. I mean, we cuss on the others, but this one, we, we're a little but bit more... But apparently you're taking us rated R instead of PG-13. <laughs> PG-13, because that's what Josie's going for. PG-13. I'm not going for anything. I'm, I'm just talking. Teasing. <laughs> Andy's apparently like... Second book, we're unleashing our thoughts. Andy, well, and then it's like, oh, Andy's like, don't listen to the podcast, Mom. I'm cussing. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. His mom's like, what's a podcast? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> what's a podcast? <laughs> Sorry, Karen. <laughs> I don't think she said that exactly. <laughs> but I do think if she would... She would own this. That she did say the next time I'm home, she wants me to figure out how to get this on her phone. Oh. <laughs> well, so, so I'm going to make sure that happens November. Story. I'm going to be out her way in me about too. a month. Me too. And we can commandeer her phone and add us to it. Through Spotify or whoever. Oh, I thought you were talking about your contacts. Sounds like you don't want that, Josiness. JK, mom. Love you, mean it. Oh, I love getting Karen texts. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, Karen. I don't know you, but thank you. We're going to commandeer your phone, and you're going to be able to listen to your son talk. I just, I can hear oh. her commentary, and it's killing me in my head. I can't wait. Oh. Maybe I do. Oh my gosh. Well, no, in all fairness, I say that because my mom was like, at talk radio, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's all she says. She does not listen to us. I know. I feel like she's talking about talk radio. I don't think my parents have listened to me either. 
But the dad is super active on our Facebook page. He is, but I don't think he listens. Maybe they listen, and they just haven't told me they listened. I feel like my mom would be like, so I'm supposed to listen to you talk about a book that you read when I haven't read that book, and it's about wizardry? (laughs) Or I can see... devil's work. We're in the South. (laughs) I can see her going, why are you reading a kid's book? on air and yeah. then talking about it. I mean you don't that have part any she probably would be surprised about but. but yeah. That's so funny. Um guys, do you have any last thoughts about chapters one through five? I'm excited to read six through nine. 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 Yep. I always nine. know what chapters are reading. Six through nine. Six through nine. Um, yeah, I'm excited to read six through nine, too. I just kind of, like, honestly, book two is always kind of a throwaway for me at, with the rest of the series. And I kind yeah. of forgot how much fun it is. Like, there's a lot that happens in the first five chapters. Yeah, there is. I'm looking, there's a few other scenes in this this book that I'm looking forward to. That happen yeah. Later. yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Well, there's my favorite one. It did not make it to the movie, so I think you'll enjoy it, Andy. Okay. I hope you enjoy it. It's like okay. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, Sheila. We'll see about that, Sheila. You have such we'll see good about that if I Sheila. Read it. <laughs> anyway, guys. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts about this, guys? No, um. No. I- I think we covered it. Yeah, I think we covered it too. Snape's a jerk. Lockhart's a crazy, greedy person. Harry and Ron and Harry are legends. They will be talking about this for years. For years. Um. All right, guys. We are going to be reading chapters six through nine next, and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram. You can email us your thoughts about this book and all the others at potheadswhoread at gmail.com. I will not try to spell it because we all know I can't. Especially when she's drinking. Especially when I'm drinking. Um, <laughs> go give us five stars on um, in our reviews. Um, it'll just help us out. Rate us, review us, subscribe. Anything else, guys? I think that's it. Go crack a book open. Thank you for reading with us. I guess I better start reading. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.